Jay's Smoothie Cafe. Welcome to Paleo J's Smoothie Cafe, where today we will discuss the Paleo Diet is Dead, Long Live the Paleo Diet. Okay, the Paleo Diet was groundbreaking in every way. It was actually started by a man named Walter Vogtlin, who was a gastroenterologist and a type 1 diabetic. He called it the Stone Age Diet a diet that eliminated most all foods that came after the agricultural revolution approximately 10,000 years ago. After him, Lauren Cordain is the one who revived it around 2005. This is when I discovered it, and even wrote to Cordain about a health problem that my wife had, and he graciously responded. We adopted his diet, and her health problem resolved completely and quickly. That is when your own Paleo J was reborn. Other Paleo gurus emerged, all of which had a lot to offer in different ways. As in most other things, the approach evolved as more was discovered. That's what was so interesting about it. Trial and error, along with lots of research, caused the theory to evolve. The one thing that remained constant was the ever-present knowledge revealed by archaeological records that health and overall wellness had been far better for ancient humans when they consumed an evolutionarily correct diet, only sourdough and otherwise processed grains allowed, if consumed at all, in minimal amounts. The same with sweeteners like sugar, which were largely unknown to our far-back ancestors. My health and that of my family improved dramatically from around 2005 to today. My body fat dropped quickly, which revealed my long exercising body that was buried beneath it. My migraine headaches went away quickly and completely, and I largely stopped cardio or aerobic types of training for long periods going only for sprints or heavy hands walking while swinging dumbbells energetically, or ski poles. I worked way more on flexibility and began running and walking barefoot. Voila! My feet problems also disappeared. Rob Wolf, Lauren Cordain's student, emerged as a kind of a guru and led lots of folks on the evolving path of paleo. Chris Kresser was a voice of reason throughout, as were Beverly Meyer and Mark Sisson. I took ideas from each one, tested them in my own life, and either kept or discarded them as I learned and experienced more. I think lots of people did what I did. They started listening to podcasts and it reading online. It transformed their thinking. Jimmy Moore was a voice of cheerful reason, and his many, many guests kept me informed and enlightened over the years, primarily about proper nutrition. But my ideas about exercise also continually kept evolving. 
with the lifting of really heavy weights being revealed as very problematic and unnecessary, just as had aerobics and cardio early on. The importance of sleep kept rearing its head, as did ancillary practices like forest bathing and the importance of sunlight and then true darkness to maintain our circadian rhythm. A couple of years ago or so, the term paleo itself kind of disappeared. Now, magazines at the supermarket checkout and the new bestseller books were all about keto. It was very similar to paleo, but instead of being about a totality of lifestyle being reached through diet and other practices, now it was just consume lots and lots of fat. It was more like Atkins than paleo. This, coupled with zero carbs, resulted in fast fat loss, and it appears that overall, this is basically all that the majority of people care about. Losing fat fast. I mean, it's a laudable goal, but that's not all of health. Not even close. Keto is, therefore, very one-dimensional, focusing on fat loss almost entirely. It is really more, to me, of a therapeutic, short-term view of how to live. If you force your body to live off of ketones, or basically fat, you become, as Mark Sisson always puts it, a fat burner. So, your body is running off of the cleanest fuel it can. This way, it can avoid seizures in epileptics, for instance, which has been known about for a very, very long time. Get the carbs out, the seizures go away. Carnivore is the latest form of evolutionary nutritional diets. Sean Baker... Paul Saladino, and a host of others now tote this living only on animal products, mostly meat and organs. I think this is an excellent reduction of human needs and points out that we have gotten evolutionarily far off track. Think about it. During the Ice Age, approximately 20,000 years ago, what else could our ancestors have eaten? Meat was it. And we thrived on it, growing brain mass and the ability to cope with our environment as a byproduct. We even learned to hunt the huge mastodons of those days, making dwellings of their bones and skins and evolving into Cro-Magnon man, the epitome of modern man. In Nietzsche's words, what did not kill us made us stronger. So did the Ice Age make us strong? healthy problem solvers with tight-knit nuclear families and tribes. If you have intractable health problems, like any autoimmune disease, I would not go keto as so many do today. I would skip over that oversimplification and go full carnivore. Like Jordan Peterson and his daughter have done, internet truth-tellers both. A carnivore diet is the purest diet you can have, with no complicating side effects like those that come from consuming any plant material. By definition, it is ketogenic, containing no carbs whatsoever, but is animal-based, meaning it has no chemical compounds devised by plants 
to poison mammals like ourselves that might consume them. For rest assured, all plants, which are far more ancient than animals like us, have spent eons evolving chemical compounds to injure and or kill us and other animals as a form of self-protection. They had to. They cannot run away or fight back in any other way. So, there we are today, an evolutionary-based diet and lifestyle. I have spent the past 17 years or so watching my friends and acquaintances fall prey to disease and illness, all of which I almost always knew how to fix. But of course, no one wants to hear advice from someone they know, especially when that person has no qualifications. Nothing like St. Fauci, who has all kinds of qualifications, but has led us into a quagmire of ill health and bad advice. But enough of that. It is becoming increasingly obvious that the COVID scare is a politically motivated bunch of authoritarian nonsense. But let's stick with paleo for now. If you are sick and fat and nearly dead, or just on that long road... I would go carnivore for an emergency reset. Or I would just go true paleo diet and lifestyle circa 2022. Go lower carbs, much lower than the U.S. average of 300 grams per day, perhaps about 80 or so. Medical pros will say now, quote, you need at least 130 grams per day, and I'm a doctor. But that is nonsense. You don't. Eat vegetables, but not those with high oxalates, which are a potent plant poison, which is loaded into so-called wonderful foods like kale, spinach, and beets. I fall for this for a long time, and I suffered for it. They are not healthy foods. Not at all. For many, tomatoes and peppers, the nightshades, are also harmful, and should be avoided for the most part. Be carnivorish, as termed by Paul Saladino, the carnivore doctor. Don't only eat animal products, but make them the centerpiece of your diet. Be like every generation from before about 1900 or so. They knew. And the last best word in exercise? It's the knees over toes guy. Dot com. Ben Patrick. He's all over YouTube. He can tell you how to avoid the scourge of our age, one of the scourges, hip and knee replacement surgery by doing simple exercises like walking backwards, pulling a weighted sled, and more. Total fitness for life with simple prophylactic exercises that deny medical professionals tons of of dollar-generating, gruesome surgeries. Just do it. Those surgeries are gruesome. You don't want to undergo one. They're not symptom-free. In other words, go paleo. Real foods from nature, no processed crap foods, natural exercise that makes you stronger from your ligaments and tendons to your joints and doesn't damage you like sports training does, or CrossFit. Eat some nuts, some vegetables, but do your research. 
seek to nourish your body, not just entertain your brain with the raising of your blood sugar. And above all, get out of major cities. They're, they're nightmares now. They really are. Western cities have become magnets for criminal parasites from around our nation and now the whole world. The only solution is to avoid them as suicidal altruism is now the norm in the Western world. And our own systems are poisoned against us, the originators of civilization itself. To live in these places is the most dangerous thing you can do and the most toxic by far. Just stay clear, get away. Live in small communities with people like yourself as much as possible. Rural is ideal and the Midwest is best. North beats South. It best mimics our Northern European heritage and climate. Live from whence you evolved. I'm kind of homesick for a country. Which I've never been before. No sad goodbyes will there be spoken. This time won't matter. Turn 